Michael Anthony Garcia is a multidisciplinary artist based in the Austin, Texas area whose work deals with exploring queer Latinx identity. In this conversation, he shares a little bit about how he got his start in the art world and some tips on staying organized. How are you? Hello. Doing all right. How are you? Your your beard looks so like the the last time I saw you, your beard was a little bit smaller. It's grown. <laughs> yeah, it's called laziness. Well, <laughs> so you said you said you don't do anything to it. Yeah, I mean, like every once in a while, if it gets too big, I'll I mean, I'll trim it. Trim it. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't add like oils or do any spe- kind of special grooming or anything. Do you brush it? Uh, I have had to because of like the mask situation because it'll sometimes oh. cause like, kind of see there's a little bit of a dent here right now from wearing yeah. a mask earlier. Yeah. But other than that, you know, I just kind of like fluff it. <laughs> no, it looks healthy. I'm surprised that you oh, don't please. like do a whole, you know, there's like a beard care routine that yeah, people I'm, do. Yeah. I don't, anybody got time for that. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. How well, you been? I've been, well, I've been good. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is like this is all stressful in itself so i don't know how like things have been for you um yeah with with covid and then with life stuff um yeah. but yeah it's just it's stressful but i'm i'm finding i think since the pandemic it's like i think an exercise that i've been trying to do is finding small things to celebrate and like yeah. be happy Definitely. about because yeah why not <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you work with kids right yes i do how yeah. has that been uh it's been really really rough i'm not gonna lie uh i've been at the same school for this is my 21st year and the last year and this year are easily the hardest ever it's just all the extra layers of you know stress and work that are have been added because of covid and uh, last year i was teaching part of the year remotely from home and that had its own challenges and then the stress of going back in person yeah. um and then i was also doing like part-time well not part-time but like i was teaching kids in person in one room and then running to another room to work with the kids that were online and going back and forth all day that was awful Oh my god. Uh, this yeah, then this year I feel like the kids are just so emotionally dysregulated from everything that it's like wow. it's hard to, to the teaching part is hard. <laughs> yeah. When you say emotionally dysregulated, like what do you like what are some how how are how are they acting? I mean I definitely yeah. understand that, but yeah, I'm yeah. curious. Uh, I mean, I mean some of them have been through like a lot of trauma. Like some of them don't have great home lives and they were stuck at home for a whole year. So there's all that. Uh, some, you know, some kids were having to deal with, you know, food issues or yeah. you know, their parents lost jobs. Um, they've lost the whole, like the school culture end of things, like having to like reteach how you act in school and get all from the scratch, you know? It's, yeah. What, and yeah. what age group, what age group is this? So I work in elementary school and I'm a literacy specialist. I, well, this year I'm mostly working with dyslexia. So oh. I work with groups anywhere from, you know, kinder through fifth. Okay. So, yeah. 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 Um, a lot. 
I mean, like I, I always complain about having to teach college kids, but because I mean, they they come with their own things, but I only have to spend 50 minutes with them. I mean, it's not a full full day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, OK, so what what got you into art? Like, when did you when did you first realize that, OK, I'm going to pursue art as a career. It's not just a hobby. Yeah. 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 Um, so I guess I could start off like I've always been making things with my hands. I never considered it art. It was just like something I kind of did. Like just thought, I don't know. So I'm, I was constantly making stuff. Um, I can I can think back to when I was a kid and like the first sculpture I remember making was I must have been like four years old. I remember making a cuckoo clock out of a box. And like I want little wind up bird toy and like you know I'm it's very crude obviously, but I remember like making it and hanging it on the wall and just being like, whoa, okay. Um, but then like I just kind of always made things. But everyone that I went to school with, with, with there were like all these amazing artists who drew, mm. and you know that's not my forte. And so I was just like, oh well, that's what art is. That's what an artist is. And so um, basically. I was like, okay, well, I'm not an artist. You know, I, I did other things. I, I used to write plays and stuff in elementary school. And uh, I dabbled in a little bit of theater here and there and this and that. But when I, and, but I finally felt comfortable calling myself a writer towards the end of high school. Mm. Uh, and then I went into undergrad and it was just not, not gelling. Like they were not feeling, you know, it was like these older white men professors who did not understand what the little brown kid was writing science fiction and poetry for like they didn't know my references and they, they couldn't understand it so um i was really disillusioned and was like you know maybe i just need to like not do college and so i got i was going to end my first year um just kind of wrapping things up on a kind of more fun note and a friend took an art class and so i like you know i'll take it with you just you know just for fun and it was then that like my eyes were open to like to what other possibilities what art could be um and so then i was like oh my gosh this is what i have been all this time you know my theater was actually the performance my making random objects with my hands with my sculptural practice um you know my writing was part of also part of my performance you know like, it, it's all kind of came together yeah and uh go ahead well, I was going to ask because, yeah, you you talk about all these different disciplines, uh, ar artistic disciplines that you have have uh, dabbled in or and I, yeah. How would you define like your art, your art? Like, I know you consider yourself a multidisciplinary artist, but what are some of the things that you would say is a part of your, you know, your overall artistic practice? Sure. Um... I would say it is founded in sculpture, found object sculpture and installation. And then out of that grows like the performance, uh, the video work, the photography. Uh, I've, I've been much more into writing as of late. I've had kind of this renaissance. Um, I've had this amazing professor, I'm, I'm in grad school right now, um, who is this phenomenal, like really influential writer. And she's kind of really been encouraging me and pulling 
me back to where I was when I went to undergrad yeah. and you know, thought I was going to be a writer. Um, and I'm like, okay, maybe I have been, and I always was, but I just needed that one person to kind of, kind of latch on to it. Yeah. I'm glad you've had that experience because it's terrible yeah. that you went through undergrad not being like validated like that happens to mm-hmm. so, that happens to so many people of color that i know who want to be writers it's so crazy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. very sad yeah and so so how did you reach a point to where you finally saw how to combine all of all of these different art like practices oh gosh uh i feel like i'm still in it i think i always will be yeah. Um, just, just kind of like, you know, just finding new ways to kind of fit them together. Um, so like the video part of my practice started um, at the beginning of the pandemic because I was like doing a lot of performance-based work at that point. But then it was like, well, how can I do performance if I can't have in front of an audience, I can't interact with people. And so then I started adapting that aspect of my work into video. Um, I'm just I'm just so happy because like you're (laughs) like you're you're someone that I can like look up to because I'm trying to figure out how to like do all all of these different things that I'm interested in and so it's Uh just it's cool to hear you talk about how like the pandemic like that opened up a space for you to experiment with video and then try to connect it to your like it's just sorry I'm 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 happy no 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 (laughs) Hey, I mean, you got to make, you know, what is it, um, gold out of silk or, you know, gold out of corn. I don't know. <laughs> you got to weave, weave straw into gold or something like that. Uh, uh. One of those things, you know. You said you're still figuring out, like, how to how to combine them all. But and then the video started this year and then I had to cut you off. <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. Um, yeah. Or was it last year? I don't know this this whole period of time is just a big blur yeah um yeah and so I, I feel like they're all like these different elements that i will be kind of playing with and exploring and mixing together in different ways um for the rest of my life i would, I would hope you know? uh, i'm also like bringing more music into to my performance um kind of composition and performance of it so yeah, I, I'm having really fun in this stage of my practice because I get to experiment more and be more playful. And that's kind of reinvigorated what I do, I think, for me. <laughs> yeah. How do you how do you deal with like how do you deal with the people that are in the art world that are like, uh, this you're doing too many things like you need to you need to do one thing. Like there, I feel like there are are those people that are like you. You just need to be a painter. You just need to be, yeah. How do you deal with, yeah? Um, I've actually been very fortunate. I haven't come across that as much. Um, the program that I'm in is it's it's low residency MFA program with the School of the Art Institute of Chicago, and it's very much multidisciplinary. And so, like you work with people from all different media and backgrounds. Um, and so they encourage that. Mm. Like that's that's at the core of it. I mean, like I said, like I'm I'm in a, in a writing class. You know, it's it's technically an art history course, um, but it's called uh, Civil Rights and Art. So we're reading all these important books dealing with different aspects of civil rights, and then we're writing about them, and then we're applying that to our practice. Mm. So it's like this, yeah. And so like I'm I'm in 
I'm in classes with like filmmakers and dancers. And so there's a kind of that cross pollination that happens. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. That sounds like a great chorus. Like, Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so good. So good. <laughs> what would you say some of, what would you say um, are some of the themes that you explore in your work? Mm-hmm. I try to, I, I tend to keep it personal. Um, but in telling my stories, I feel like I'm telling other people's stories as well, who, who are going through similar things or who have had the same experiences in life as me. Uh, very much identity-based right now. Um, I also enjoy this idea of exploring um, science and science fiction, which have always you know, been very near and dear to my heart. Uh, specifically the idea of time and kind Mm -hmm. of playing with that, uh, especially in in my most recent video work, just sort of this idea of being able to project myself either backwards or forwards in time to uh, address some of these identity issues. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, I, um, I also, that's something that I also kind of experiment with um, and, Mm. and, study in, in in my in my school studies and mm-hmm. it's also for some uh i for some uh it's also like a way that i'm trying to think through like historical trauma like that's been something that's mm-hmm. come up recently uh just yeah since the pandemic so yeah how do you stay like how do you how do you stay in a place where you keep creating like i feel like there's always this ebb and flow of your creativity. It just it just comes and goes. How do you deal with those moments where you're just not feeling inspired? And then how do you deal with it when you're like, okay, I feel really inspired right now? Yeah, how do you deal with it? Yeah, uh, I think just with with practice and over the years, I've really learned to kind of read kind of those waves, like when it's going to be on an up wave or down, you know, downturn, and kind of knowing when I can come into it, um, when I'm not like at that peak creative level. Uh, sometimes it's, you know, you know, it's, especially like right now, like I'm, I'm teaching full time and I'm in school full time mm. and working on my own projects. And like, I, I know like the energy is not going to be there to, so it's like planning ahead in my, in my head. Like I know I'll be working on something at this point. I'm going to like take my breather now and work mostly in my head. So that's where I'll like, try to generate ideas and just like keep keeping track of them basically that way when I am on that kind of uptick I can look at those ideas and develop them from there so it, oh. it's taken a long time it's taken a long time <laughs> to kind of get to know myself really is what it is no yeah, yeah. I, I I think that's something that doesn't get stated a lot how much time goes into producing something because yeah. I think I blame TikTok I think with like, (laughs) like stuff like TikTok and um, other social media, like what we see, we see the finished project, the finished product, but we don't Mm -hmm. see all the time and labor that goes into producing that. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think it's, yeah, it's important. I I think it's just the most important thing I heard of that is it takes time. How did you start like showing, like showing your stuff? Like what, what, what was kind of, yeah. How did you start showing it? Like, did you know someone that at a gallery somewhere, did you just like submit proposals to places? Like, yeah. 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 No, early on, definitely. It was about kind of just putting, you know, 
looking for those open calls and submitting ideas that I had for work and kind of waiting for those opportunities that could finally come in. And then um, years later, you know, when that was not enough for me and like those opportunities were not as uh, frequent as I would like, uh, I turned towards creating my own opportunities, mm. uh, finding funding or finding people that would work with me to kind of develop ideas that I had. I'm also in a curatorial collective called Los Outsiders, and it's uh, four. There are four of us, and you know we uh, all living here in Austin. Which, um, especially at the time when we were formed, it was very University of Texas centric, and like there were so few spaces. Austin was still like a relatively small city, not lots of galleries, not lots of places for artists to show. So when they when they did, the, they often pulled from the UT system, right? Like people that were coming out of that. And so we we decided like, okay, we're gonna do our own show. We're gonna curate this on our own, et cetera. And that kind of developed. And then my own individual curatorial practice came out of that. And I've kind of been doing that as well. So it's like, you know, if, if you're not getting to do what you wanna do, find a way to make it happen on your own. What are some projects that you're currently working on or excited to begin working on so i just recently started this uh, newer project with the fusebox festival here in austin um fusebox they're mostly a performance-based kind of uh artistic festival so that includes like dance theater performance art um you know those kinds of works but then, and it happens over the course of like five days here in Austin in different locations. But then they have a central space where everybody kind of comes together at the end of these performance days. And it's more of a social uh, environment for people to interact with the artists, et cetera. Um, they call it the hub. And this year, they really wanted to put together a visual art component to kind of bring that aspect out of the city. Because this is like it's an international festival so there's people from all over the world that come to this and performers and audience and so as a way to kind of promote the visual arts of the city uh they've asked me to do a curatorial project and it's going to be kind of two-pronged one's going to be like this tour going through all the different art galleries in town where we're going to have like little mini receptions and like drive them from point to point and they're going to have like signature cocktails that go with the art that's being shown we're gonna have like these collectible cards, like uh, kind of like baseball cards, if you will, of each artist, so they can kind mm. of promote them that way. And then um, we're also gonna be uh, putting together an exhibition, if you will, or curated spaces in the hub, where we're gonna be providing funding for artists to create either installations, brand new installations, or uh, promote, you know, videos or other any kind of artwork. We're the big, we're in the beginning stages right now basically and we're kind of putting together a pool of artists that i'll select from and then uh yeah so so that's in april so i have i have time but you're I'm working nervous you're you're working on this with a group with the fuse box festival yes with okay yeah it, no this sounds so fun like i mean yeah i get being nervous but this sounds so fun like <laughs> this, but yeah like would you thinking about when you first started off you know just showing your work um producing work would you have thought that this where you are now 
is where you would have been? Like, or did you even consider like a linear path? Yeah. Mm. That, that's such a hard one to do as, as an artist, really. I mean, unless you kind of go down the traditional route, which I don't, I don't feel like I have because I've never had gallery representation or anything like that. Um, so I, I don't know, I don't, I don't think I would have necessarily projected myself in any particular trajectory, but um, if I'm satisfied with how things are going in this direction. Um, I would like to kind of expand the scope of my, my work and my projects though to, to other areas, but other than that, yeah. It's, it feels good to be where I'm at. <laughs> no, yeah, like this, like, I, it's like, it's like when you were describing it, I was like, oh, I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what advice would you have, would you give to young artists that are, well, no, I have another question. I have another question before that one. Okay. How much, how much do you think social media plays into trying to, like broadcast your art how how much do you think it's important to do that i i at this stage i think it is important um only because it is very hard to reach people especially now in the past couple of years um where we have such little in-person interaction with people um and then just it, it's a, a nice kind of easy way to connect with people in the industry it, it can be a passive one because you know if they're following you if maybe you'll pop up in their feed every once in a while or whatever but it just takes that one you know like the, the artists that i end up working with like something of theirs just happens to pop up in my feed i'm like oh that sparks an idea mm. or i know an exhibition or something mm. um but yeah and especially like somebody like me who is tends to be more on the introverted side it's much easier to to kind of put myself out there online <laughs> but that's i don't know i mean other people might have a completely opposite view of this but that's that's been my experience at least yeah like now that you're saying it like i definitely like through i mean i know of your work through seeing what you post on your instagram and on your website so yeah yeah it is a way to keep your audience so i don't know i just get i get so i hate social media <laughs> oh no i hear you it's it's a lot of work work exactly yeah it's a it lot of really work is. and i get so caught up in like the likes and the view because i'm like i'm like oh like if this thing get as many likes as this that means it's not good and then i i've had to like get oh, myself out yeah. of that i've had to get myself out of that because yeah. it would keep yeah. me from you know, continuing to post. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, like it, it takes time. So sometimes time you might not get anything and maybe down the line you will get more like yeah. or whatever. And then and the like is not necessarily even mean anything. That's exactly. It's like exactly. You know, just, it's that getting into people's view, I think is what it's about. And now I've started thinking about it as Okay, I'm not thinking about who likes this or who sees this or whatever. I'm thinking about okay, how can I get better from the the video that I posted last time? Like just trying to get a little. That's what I because it's like when I think about it more, it's like how can I get how can my art get better? It yes. makes me like more. It just makes me more open to just sharing versus like 
oh, I need to, yeah. I, I don't know. I think I I think I've had to just change my thought process on it to continue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I do, yeah, I want to share stuff. <laughs> what advice would you give to you know, young artists, um, artists that might not be in more affirming environments uh, uh, where they can really explore their art, what advice would you, would you give to them? Oh, God, it's so hard because I think, you know, everyone's journey is so different. But, you know, if, if you feel like you truly know who you are as an artist, try not to let go of that. I mean, experiment and play and everything, but kind of keep true to you know, the core of what you are even though other people around you might be telling you the exact opposite. Um, but also be, be open to, to playing. You know, I think that's been an important part, especially recently for me, just like being able to play more. Because sometimes in not being as cerebral about your work, you open yourself up to mm. new ideas and new approaches. Um, yeah, I, I think that's the thing. And then, you know, and if you're not getting the opportunities you want make your own make your own one way or another if it's an online exhibition because you don't have a space you can do that um you know talk to people you never talked to before push yourself that's part of the work too it's not mm. just being in the studio like nowadays especially it's being everything that happens outside the studio is also part of your practice mm. So, mm. yeah Thank you. Yeah. Vague, was, but... <laughs> no, no, no. This is that's all that's all very helpful. And like I said, like the most important thing that you've said is it takes time. Mm -hmm. I does. think I think that's just something that I think that's something that everyone needs to hear, but I needed to hear that because yeah, it does it it takes time to build something or like grow or you know whatnot yeah 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 anything anything that's good takes time yes yeah. good yes yeah yeah well well thank you so much for chatting with me um oh, thank you yeah Thanks for the invitation sorry yeah. it took so long to finally make this happen but... oh no no <laughs> i'm i'm very appreciative